Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, Swam Lou. I'm joined on the line by a summer league legend, Colin Connors of Raptors Republic. How you doing? Not bad. How are you doing? Missing Giddy Pots, I'll tell you that much. I do miss Giddy Pots from last year. We we had a lot of breakdown of Giddy Pots and uh, and Chris Boucher and a lot of other guys last year. The talent this year, I don't think is the same. But I got to say, shout out to the Raptors, very resilient. Um, they were down twenty six points, I think, in either the fourth quarter or late in the third quarter, and then they go on a thirty one to eight comeback to end the game. And honestly, Jordan Lloyd had a pretty damn good look to uh, potentially send the game into overtime, which I don't think anybody wanted, but uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a testament to their to their uh, compete level that they're able to make this comeback. Let's start with the comeback. How did they make this ridiculous 31-8 point comeback? Uh, I think the zone that they switched into really helped. Like Lonnie Walker was doing so good at just tearing apart the Raptors in pick and roll. They uh, they switched that up to a zone and put um, Boucher at the top and, like, I think they probably like got about three or four fast breaks just off of deflecting passes and getting steals or just like forcing them into like a late shot clock where they end up like just hoisting up some type of bomb that and leads into a Raptors semi transition. And then I think Jordan Lloyd just kind of asserted himself a bit too, a bit like I was looking for. Like um Walden was a bit too ball dominant for my liking uh early on in the first half and they kinda of like cut his minutes back in the second half. Like Lloyd was really deferring to him and letting him be the point guard, but in the second half it seemed like he was very sort of, I want to be the primary ball handler. I am the best, you know, perimeter player on this team, and I'm going to try and show it here. Even though he wasn't particularly efficient, he got a good shot just, you know, 67 or 75% of the time he got in there, and he had some decent assists, seven assists, like far better than the last game. Like mm-hmm. two-to-one assist ratio isn't Tyus Jones by any means, but it's a lot better than what it was last game. So I was, I think Jordan Lloyd was the primary reason they came back, and Chris Boucher actually started hustling a bit, which helped. Yeah, uh, you could definitely tell that with a guy as big as Boucher, and um, like if, if he plays with energy and hustle, like he does impact the game. And that's pretty much what happened in game one as well. Boucher got to the free throw line 12 times. Today he got to the free throw line 10 times. Uh, a lot of that is just him being active on the offensive glass. Like he has incredible length just in general, but especially at the summer league level. Like he's like he's going up against Thomas Robinson, who, first off, I can't believe Thomas Robinson is still in the. In the summer league circuit, you know, shout out to the guy chasing his dream. And, you know, that's a former number five pick right there. But, like, that's, you know, that's the kind of caliber of player he's gone against. So I would expect Boucher to sort of impose himself physically. And he, he did that today. Um, and I agree about your point about Lloyd, too. Because, you know, one of my nitpicks with summer league is, like, I, I always wish that if you're going to make any use of the talent on the roster, if you're going to have any opportunity to see what players look like and what kind of talent you have, you want to make sure you have a good point guard because there's not a lot of structure in summer league. And so even having a guy who can just set the table consistently and create like a decent outcome for the offense is going to make everybody look better. And um, I felt like Lloyd didn't really do that in game one, but uh, today, especially just, you know, maybe not in half court because I think the Spurs defensively were actually pretty good against them. But I, I thought uh, in transition in particular, Lloyd was very effective um, and aggressive 
Um, this the zone defense. I feel like the Raptors are building a name for themselves with their innovative defenses. I don't think anyone's necessarily paying attention to this specific game, but you know we saw throughout the season Nick Nurse definitely a fan of defense uh, zone defenses and even pulled out a box one in the in the, in the finals. Um, what did you make of that defensive scheme and uh, just you know in particular how they sort of set that uh, scheme up with uh, Boucher at the top? I think it was especially encouraging. Like you know you got two guys out there with. Um extremely long wingspans in Miller and Boucher and uh they're not ex- exceptionally good laterally but they're very good in terms of just like covering a lot of ground and a zone's just like the perfect way to deploy those two guys especially when you know things aren't really working you're down 26 and can't really stay in front of anyone because as much as I like well I don't, I don't love I don't love Boucher in the pick and roll so far like he's much better when he doesn't have to make decisions in the pick and roll and you know try to figure out the perfect balance of staying between his man and still showing and things like that so when you can simplify the defense like that for a guy like him, because he's obviously the most impact defensive player they have on the roster by like a very sizable margin. Yeah. So, so using him at the top like that, it's similar to how they use Pascal when they use uh, when they do go zone occasionally in the during the year. It's just like it just makes it so hard to make any type of swing pass. Like, I think uh, analytics have shown over the last few years that if you can kind of get the ball from, moving from one side to the other, the Offense becomes far more efficient just because the guys rotate and get tired and whatnot. But having a guy like Boucher at the top to deter all those passes just makes it so much harder to go side to side. And then the offense just gets stagnated on one side with two guys running the same two-man action that doesn't really get anything. And that's what we saw today. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And there has been, I wouldn't say a narrative being formed, but there are certain similarities between Boucher and Siakam. I think, um, you know, in this summer league setting, Boucher's had to play a lot more power forward than center because he's usually out there with Hernandez, who seems to strictly be a uh, center. He did pop out for two three-point attempts, but I don't think that form necessarily looks great in terms of three-point range. But um, you know, you see every in one of the in both these games, Boucher is handling the ball, he's pushing the tempo, um, he's shooting it from distance, and you know, I don't know, I, I'm not necessarily convinced that that can translate into a NBA level where he can do that as a rotation player and be successful in the NBA, but it is encouraging. And again, this is kind of just the setting, just, just, you know, try some stuff. Like if you're a coach, go out there and try some zone defenses. And if you're a player, go out there and, you know, uh, push the ball and, and be a, a power forward. I mean, I've, I've just been pretty impressed with Boucher sort of throughout the first two games. I'm happy Lloyd came on a little bit stronger as well. Let's talk about Hernandez. So the 59th pick, um, through two games, what's your impression of him? Because I haven't necessarily been wowed, but I also see why the Raptors picked him. It seems like he has a good body and, and, and you know, for the most part, decent hands. Yeah, he's fairly mobile, and he's got, like, I went back and watched some of his film from his other years in Miami, and he seems like he's definitely gained a lot of strength since having that year off, but he definitely looks like a guy that hasn't played in a real basketball game in a year, because mm. some of his timing's off and just, like, filling spots. He keeps dropping the ball on occasion, like... They'll throw the ball. They'll throw the ball high, but he'll be expecting it low and things like that. And um, he kept getting bodied by Thomas Robinson, which was the most frustrating thing possible. Because it's like, as much as you're the only draft pick on the team, like you're still the 59th pick, and like you kind of got can't let a guy like that outwork you. But there, I, I completely agree. All the tools are there. He's strong as an ox. He's decent laterally. He's got like his form's not spectacular, but you know it could develop into something. He's got like a decent hook around the rim. Mm-hmm. Like you'd like to see like. He's got a really good body to be like a good short roll guy. Is kind of because he seems like a very strong screen setter. He doesn't seem like a type of guy that's going to pop like Boucher. If he could learn to like catch it on a short roll and make a couple reads, because he doesn't exactly have the best touch as of yet, and isn't he does not 
since he hasn't played in so long, he's not spectacular at like catching on the short roll and attacking. If he could learn how to make a couple passes out of there, which he has shown in moments throughout summer league, like I think today he only had one assist, but I think he had three last game. So I, I'm, I think there's something there, but it's definitely pretty raw as of right now. Yeah, for sure. I think most of it, what you know, he's a six foot eleven guy, pretty solidly built, especially for a younger guy. Usually, you don't see, uh, you know, just draft picks sort of coming to the league, sort of physically prepared, and um, you know, the, the mobility is there, the quickness is there. Um, it's just, uh, you know, he's got to actually be top basketball skills. But I honestly feel like this is sort of a concerted strategy by the Raptors, like in terms of their. Um, philosophy when it comes to drafting guys. And even now, when you see the Raptors sort of fill out the roster with guys like Stanley Johnson and Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, it's sort of just like, we'll worry about the tools a little bit later, but we want to make sure we have plus athletes at every position. And and Dewan, you know, if he ends up becoming an NBA player, which again, he's a 59th pick, so we'll see if that actually translates. Odds are not necessarily in his favor, but if he does translate, it's going to be the fact that, you know, he is a plus athlete, and if you can give him a couple of skills, and uh, he could be decent. I thought today he was much better today than he was um, in game one. I thought um, one thing with Hernandez is I, I think in terms of reading the game, he does tend to really like to shoot the ball. There's a couple of situations where I, I think you know he catches on the roll. He's not really open, but I mean, like when you're six foot eleven, you can get a shot off. But he doesn't necessarily have the type of um, scoring touch around the rim where uh, he's going to you know, score in a lot of situations. And I would have liked to see, you know, it was more so in game one than game two. I thought game two was a little bit better, but yeah, I agree. Like if he improves as a passer or at least, you know, just makes an attempt to pass, I would like him a little bit more, but I'm okay. I mean, uh, realistically, it's a 59th pick. Um, does anybody else on the roster stand out to you? Uh, is there anyone that caught your eye? Um, Malcolm Miller's caught catching my eye in a bad way for the second year in a row. I know it's he's a very much a complimentary player, and it's hard to play a complimentary role on like what's basically just glorified pickup with like you know a lot of talented players. But man, his jumper is just 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 like clank after clank, and he's not really making spectacular reads. He passed up one wide open one and drove into traffic one time. Like you, I, I was hoping to see a bit more from him. His defense has been solid as it always is. Like it's never you know elite, but it's always you know a bit above passable. But I'd like to see a bit more from him, and I was hoping Lindell Wigginton would. Uh, calm down a bit with the jumpers today. Like he's he just gets a bit too overly aggressive, and it seems like they kind of gave up on the leash today. I've I've actually grown up playing against Lindell because he's from Nova Scotia. He's taken my lunch money like probably like fifteen times in my my life and given me thirty. But I, I, like all the tools are there. Like you see, it, his explosiveness is absolutely off the charts. He's got a smooth shot and like great elevation, even though it's you know doesn't go in a ton yet. I feel like they just got to learn to rein him in a bit more because he's playing like Jordan Lloyd two years ago, which. Like, you know, you'd like to see, like, a bit more polish. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, you can see the tools. Like, the outline is there. I, I think the main issue for him right now is he's so s- small at this level. I mean, he's, like, six foot one. He does have great hops, as you mentioned, so he can compensate for a little bit of it. But it's just, at this level, when you're six foot one, it's just hard to get your shot off a lot of the time. And I think it's sort of, yeah, any sort of rushing that he's doing right now, I think it's because he's almost a little paranoid. Like, am I going to be able to get this off or whatever? Um, game one, I thought he was a little out of control. Like there were two dunk attempts that he fell really hard on, and and I thought both times he was fouled. I think only only called one time, but um, I mean, there's something there. I, I don't think he's immediately you know close to joining the league yet, but um, you know if he can pick his spots better, if he can get the three point shot down, like if you're a small guard, like you you have to you have to be an elite shooter 
And um, I don't know if that's necessarily there for him just yet. But, you know, there's something uh, obviously there for the Raptors to look out for. Um, for me personally, I feel like, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure about this roster. Um, uh, some of these guys, like game one, I was like, oh, Adonis Thomas, he could do some things. And then today he plays 10 minutes, doesn't do anything. And uh, today, I guess the guy that stood out a little bit was like Darius Thompson, who I was like, okay, he could do something. And I don't know, he didn't really play much in the second half. I mean, this is summer league. This is summer league. Uh, I, I guess expectations shouldn't really be that high. Let's just go to three stars. Who's your first star from tonight's game? Uh, I'd probably have to go with Boucher over Lloyd, just purely off efficiency. Lloyd was chucking a little bit today. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say, you know, Lloyd number two, number three is probably just... Actually, I'm going to go with Matt Morgan. His stroke is really nice. I I know he was a shooter coming in, but he gets that thing off quick. And then um, I'd have, if, if they were going Gerald Henderson, I kind of got to go with Thomas Robinson. It's just like he kind of embodies it from a summer league perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, I, I can't believe he only played 15 minutes. I felt like he was very present. Uh, in addition to Thomas Robinson, I got to give a special shout out to Drew Eubanks in terms of Thomas, uh, in, uh, Gerald Henderson consideration, just because. For, okay, first off, early in the game, he was just torching the Raptors, just torching them. I thought he was playing really well. His finishing went around the basket was great, um, but then towards the end of the game, he just—I don't know—it was because he was flustered by the zone or the comeback or whatever, but he just started playing kind of dirty, like for no real reason. Like he like wrapped up Richard Solomon. Um, and basically did the Kelly Lonick arm bar on him. Got a technical foul for that. That was after like two or three plays where they both got f- called for fouls and just like it was too much jostling on the basket basically. And then late in the game, Eubanks, uh, you know, just unprompted decides to elbow Chris Boucher in the balls. And then he picks up a flagrant two and he gets kicked out. And that actually gives the Raptors a chance to cut it to three points with about 30 some seconds left. And it was just like, I don't really know what this guy's doing. And then I remember, this guy's been in the NBA. Like, he's been around a couple years. So, I don't know why you would be in summer league in <laughs> at this big age and decide to just elbow people around. But, like, it just, I don't know. It, it just felt like, uh, it felt like it was doing a little too much. But, um, I don't know. All in all, actually, pretty eventful summer league game. I'm, I'm just happy it was entertaining because game one was not entertaining. Um, and, and this one wasn't looking entertaining either. But, uh because, you know, mostly Lonnie Walker looked amazing, but the zone defense yeah, came out yeah. and it, it nearly led to an amazing comeback. But um, I guess it doesn't. I, we shouldn't go too long on a Summer League podcast. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens tomorrow. The Raptors are going to be playing the New York Knicks. The Knicks obviously have RJ Barrett and also the other Canadian guy whose name uh, I cannot pronounce and also kind of escapes me at the moment. But uh, What's that? Uh, Iggy Brasdikas. Iggy, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, you had 30 points, I think, in, in the first um, Knicks Summer League game. So that's going to be an interesting game to see. If so uh, Colin and I will be back to recap that. But for now, thanks everyone for listening. And um, check back tomorrow for more coverage of Summer League. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.